0: Laurel Langmire.
1: Hey, this is Laurel, and welcome back to Laurel's Real Money Talks, a podcast which is about that money. We talk about how to make it, how to keep it, how to invest it, how to use a team, and what's the integration of putting that together. So, on this podcast, I'm either giving some amazing content about those categories, or I'm bringing some experts in a variety of—I'm going to say industries—because I want you all to see that you can make money doing anything that you're really good at and skilled at. So I have Nikki Green with me today. She is a life and business resiliency expert. So I like the expert title. So well done, Nikki. Tell us what that actually means for our amazing listeners. And we are worldwide. So we'll speak to everybody all over the world. And she just did a best-selling book. It's coming out in the next few weeks. So we're airing this uh, mid-February, 2023. And uh, Nikki, welcome to Laurels for Money Talks.
2: Uh, Thanks, Laurel. Thanks for having me. It's been a joy getting to spend time with you and your team.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. So um, give us a little history. Number one, where are you from? How'd you get here? And what made you a life and business resiliency expert? And what is that for those out there outgoing? What does that mean?
2: what does that mean exactly well i was battle born in reno nevada the biggest little city in the world Um, but i have traveled all over the world to 14 countries and uh, over half of the united states and three canadian provinces so we're continuing to expand across the globe Um, my life has been constantly full of change i grew up with six parents i moved often during my childhood went to nine different schools in 12 years and so through that process of growing up with that much variety I learned to adapt to a lot of change. And so I've used those skills that I learned when I was younger to continue helping people now that I'm older to find that same resilience through every obstacle of change that comes their way. It's been a joy working with folks. I used to work in Silicon Valley for the last 20 years. I worked with some of the greatest minds. And what I saw is when they knew the stuff, they were amazing. But when they didn't know the stuff, uh, they struggled. And that's where the change and adaptation comes in.
1: Awesome. So. Tell me a little more though. So, where, what, were, like, are you mentoring? Are you coaching? Cause I know you have this new book. We're going to talk about your chameleon mindset book in just a minute. But how'd you get here from there? Just noticing that people don't change? Like, what was the, like, for me, it's, You know, I want people to do this and it's not that difficult. It's just really, really different. So like my whole, like I get up every day is to change lives in the area of money. What had you decide I'm going to change? I want people more resilient. I mean, there's an obvious, especially with the pandemic, there's an obvious need for it. But what had you get up and get motivated to do that and be that expert?
2: Yeah, I was always doing this in my managerial career, in my corporate jobs, but when the pandemic hit, it was absolutely a catalyst for so many people. And I saw a lot of people absolutely paralyzed. They did not know what to do, especially because change came at us and it wasn't change that they had planned or expected. So people that had spent all this time planning this perfect life, this perfect career, all these things, it, it all fell away. And some of us that were able to adapt and jump through those hoops a little bit more easily, I saw ah oh, this. this. This is the magic. And this is what's going to continue happening to us economically, politically, globally. We're so interconnected. And so it's important that we continue to adapt to this change financially for our well-being, educationally for our kids and, you know, so many other aspects of our lives.
1: There we go. That's what I wanted to hear. Now let's talk about why did you choose the chameleon mindset for the title, which you've spoken a little bit about, but go into more detail because like when I first, you know, just before our interview, just so you all know out there listening, I said, chameleon to me is a negative thing. It's about the people who just kind of follow along and depending their personalities, whoever they're with. Right. So they don't actually take a stand for their life. They're kind of, you know, balancing around. So you took a spin on that and made it positive. Talk about that.
2: Yeah, and I actually did some research on this as I was sort of building my team and building this methodology, and I came across a scientific study about chameleons. And what it says is this is actually the opposite of what we've kind of said are chameleon-type people. Normally, we've said they're a little bit more ostrich, right? They're kind of putting their head in their sand. They're not really having their own opinion and actually nothing could be further than the truth about chameleons. When a chameleon is calm and zen and they're in their perfect space, they're green and they're just chilling and blending in their surroundings. But when they're lacking something, when they need food, when they need to change temperature, when they are trying to deter a predator or bring in a mate, that's when they flash their colors. And so I talk about this level of adaptation that at the core, we're still the same. We're not trying to change our values, our beliefs, and who we are, but we are trying to make the best of every day, flashing what we need to our environment and making sure that we're getting the best out of everything else that's going on around us.
1: I love that. So talk about like the creative uh, adapt adaptability. And how important, not only that, and then right after that, Nikki, I want to just elaborate deeply, like, what are some of the steps? What can people take as uh, actions out of this conversation today to start, like, knowing the difference, number one, but actually using that the adaptive skill sets to their benefit? I know you and I know how to do that. Most people listening don't.
2: Yeah, creative adaptability is really a great concept because originally it's a thing where you took a book and maybe you made a screenplay out of it or maybe you made a theater play. But now psychologists are starting to adapt this uh, to a way of us learning and growing as people and adapting to our environment. So there's three elements of it. It's cognitive, behavioral, and emotional. And before a lot of times would be like, well, at work, I'm cognitive, at home, I'm emotional, and somewhere in the middle, we're behavioral. It's now crossing those three key character and learning to adapt across all three, leveraging the benefits of your emotions to strengthen your resilience in doing something new behaviorally or cognitively. And so it's a fantastic way, I think, of thinking, of rethinking what you do in your normal habits and getting you off autopilot and starting to really do new things and adapt to the changes that are coming your way.
1: So detail that in a day. Like one of the things I, I talk a lot about, Nikki, is a revenue producing day. Like what do you need to do every day? to start making money or to start creating your path to becoming a millionaire? Like, you know, what are the steps? What would they do today from this uh, interview to start? Even if it's journaling, like being aware of what they're doing, what do you suggest? How do you talk about that in your book?
2: Yeah. I talk about taking small steps towards those big goals. I want everyone to have those big goals, but that's often where the fear comes in. By taking small steps every single day towards those goals, that's how you make it happen. And you make sure that that is crystal clear. It's very easy when you take the small step because you know it's exactly one foot in front of you. And you may not know what step two and three and four is, but tomorrow you do. Tomorrow, you know the next step and the next step. And if you're laser focused on revenue generation for your business or you know financial security for your family, those are the clear steps you need to take. And you do one new thing every single day to make sure you're working towards that long-term goal.
1: So give us some uh, some I'd say metrics around it or a scorecard. How when you say one new thing, how do they decide what that one new thing is? Because um, most people, I think, have too many things to do. They use time as an excuse. They use busy as an excuse. So what's the one thing? Like give a little more structure to that. Like give us a an example maybe.
2: Yeah, if you're trying to do, and depending on your business where your struggle is, a lot of people, the struggle is lead generation to conversion to sales. So you need to make sure that every single day you take that one step forward. So take those leads and convert it to sales. If you are not having a phone call, an email, some kind of correspondence where you are interacting with those live customers, then the revenue is never going to come. If you're just sitting back at your kitchen table, waiting, posting stuff on social media, it's not enough. You have to go to that next step and make sure you're interacting one-on-one with your customers to know that you're there for them, the services you plan to offer, the pricing that you charge, and just close the deal.
1: And, you know, so I teach so much of this as well, right? This, I uh, know, I love it. And like what to do next. And I I call it sequencing in my book, uh, in all my books is doing the right thing at the right time. It also, for those of you listening, is why mentoring and coaching is so critical because a lot of times you're wandering around, you know, I call it, let's see. Oh, yeah, I have it right here. I call it my Rubik's cube failure, right? This is a a successful Rubik's cube. Most people have the pieces, but they're Mm -hmm. all over the floor. So if, uh, if uh, people are thinking, well, I you know, I, I can barely like get through my day, much less do what Nikki says you're saying adapt like that that's that seems to have to have capacity and energy to shift. So are there some techniques you teach that they could take baby steps? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm avoiding all those objections and excuses, right?
2: Yeah, and through the book, we have these Karate Kid style exercises. So it basically teaches people to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And it's finding that extra space to do this. And we do things in very finite chunks. It's not an infinite program, it's not forever. You have a very specific goal that you're trying to achieve. And we create a syllabus for life that walks you through those individual steps. And that way, you know, you're tracking toward the goal on the timelines that are manageable in your life and in your perspective but you definitely have to be a little bit uncomfortable to get yourself there
1: i'd say a lot uncomfortable <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, all right so in your new book chameleon mindset you write about uh, the chameleon the zebra let's talk about that let's take a deeper dive we've got you know we've uh we've got some time so let's take a deeper dive
2: Yeah. Well, we wanted to make sure that there was kind of this clear visual dichotomy about what's happening in the world today. A lot of times, especially on social media with young people that I work with, they're spending a lot of time and they see these zebras. I'm authentic and everything I do is real and genuine because they're posting it on social media. But when you really see behind the scenes, it's all false. They don't really have the money. They don't really have these material goods that they're showing off. They don't really have this lavish lifestyle. They're living in their parents' basement and mommy and daddy are paying the bills. that's not the real thing we want to be. That's the zebra. The zebra is showing their stripes and everything is very clear, black and white. You just do step one and 99 things fall in place it's not that simple. The chameleons on the other end, we're being vulnerable, we're adapting. And when things don't go right, we're clear about it. It didn't go right. I need to take a different step in the right direction. And so that's where I kind of try to contrast these two things and make sure people understand a lot of that falseness is not going to get you where you need to be. You need to be actually making a few mistakes and continuing to learn along that journey and getting better day by day.
1: How does someone know, and what is your book reference as far as what's the right thing to do? Because you're talking about like the right acts and actions and shifting. Uh, how do you know you're doing the right things Is it all trial and error?
2: Not everything's trial and error. I think the most important thing I always tell people is build your community and have a mentor. As you're doing something new, there is so much to learn, whether that's building a new business or you know maybe changing your investment portfolio or getting a new career in a different company. Mentors can help you keep from making too many mistakes all by yourself. They can give you guidance because they've probably made many of those mistakes themselves, and they can show you possible options that will get you there faster. So don't just do it by yourself. Part of being a chameleon is being part of a community.
1: I love that. So, Nikki, in the book, you have a lot of exercises. So, talk about some of those exercises again, down to that like, what do you do every day, and how do you help uh, really pick those actions?
2: Yeah, when you look at people doing exercises to try to set towards a goal, a lot of times that alone gets them in the fear. So what I tried to do is make approachable exercises that people could do with everyday activities and that were accessible to everyone. So one of the things I talk about is wardrobe and branding yourself. And maybe your goal has to do with fitness. Maybe your goal has to do with a career or landing, you know, a, a loan at a bank. Those things require you to be a certain type of chameleon and you need to adapt to the situation. You don't want to show up to yoga class in a three-piece suit and some dress shoes. It's not going to make sense. And so as you think of these goals that you're working towards, making sure you're feeling the part, you're building that confidence within yourself, and again, you're showing your environment what you are trying to attract and you don't need to break the bank to do this either that's another important thing again because I'm working with a lot of young people that are just starting out there are wonderful ways to upcycle uh you know borrow from a friend you can find ways to update your wardrobe without breaking your bank in the process and then as the bank starts rolling in then you can continue to invest and continue to adapt and make sure that you are fitting the environment and the goals that you're trying to work towards.
1: Awesome. Let's give, let's do, so that's kind of wardrobe and I say your appearance. Um, how about just, I mean, do, do you give exercises on, I'm going to say efficiency of your day, because I think there's, that's one of the biggest challenges I see with my clients. They say they're entrepreneurs and really they're emotional entrepreneurs. They're not doing the things they need to do. They're going to cause their bank account, you know, <laughs> and that bell to ring. So <laughs> Absolutely.
2: What, well, I'm a big fan of time blocking, and I've had to do it to be able to respect my calendar and make sure that I'm doing the priority things that I need to do. Um, I even have a post it that's three things each day, three things, those have to be the priority for each day. And one thing I learned really well during tech is about context switching. When we assigned project to engineers, we tried to make sure that they were continuously working on the same type of activity throughout um, a sprint, which is usually about a two-week period. That way, and you need to do the same thing in your business. If today I'm podcasting and an hour later I'm trying to get on a conference call with a customer and then two minutes later I'm dealing with an escalation and then I'm having a team meeting, your flow of your day ends up all jumbled and you're not doing your best work and you're not able to get into flow. So one of the most important things people need to do is time block, keep those things sacred and keep a consistency throughout that day so that your context is able to be in the flow to do the best work that you can possibly do at that type of activity.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and and again, a lot of you, if you're out there and you uh, a aren't using mentors, don't have a community. We are, you know, I've had one for twenty something years. Nikki's building hers. Uh, got a great new book. We're gonna give you that link in a moment. Uh, but time blocking is also, I call it energy blocking. So exactly mm-hmm. what you're talking about, so you don't scatter that out. Let's talk about cycling off. What does that actually mean? As you talk about that in your book.
2: Yeah. And these were hard lessons I had to learn. As I got into work, I did the same thing I did in schools. Like, okay, well, I'll just cram for this lesson and keep going, going, going and use all the energy that I have, which again, at 20, you know, is usually a lot. Um, But you have to be smarter when you start working, especially when you own your own business, because it's very easy for the day to just disappear. And so it's not just about how much work you're putting into the business. It's also about taking back that time for self-care, time with your family, and time to take care of yourself physically and, you know, eat well. These are things that we quickly go right out the window and we forget all about them. So one of the exercises I do in the book is I encourage people to go do yoga. Yoga is a very approachable exercise. There's lots of different types of yoga you can do. Some people lean more on simply the meditation part of it go for a walk in a forest. There's a lot of ways that we can find that center again. And that's when you get the creativity, especially when you're trying to solve hard problems. If you just spend all that time, you know, with your nose in the book, you actually don't pass the class. You need to cycle off. You need to give yourself time to breathe, to rest and to recover. And then that creative juice will start to flow again.
1: So give us one more technique in the book. What else as you think of through the chapters or what are you gonna learn when we get your book? And then uh, those of you in the show notes, we'll be uh, putting the link to go get her book.
2: And Well, I'm a big foodie. I love food. I love eating. I love, especially as I travel, exploring new types of food. So one of the first and easiest exercises we have in the book is getting uncomfortable with food, but also reassociating what you think about when you go maybe to a restaurant or when you cook in your home. And that is get off autopilot. Make sure that you are trying to switch up what you're eating. And you do this in the exercise by having someone else decide for you so if you go to a restaurant you can either have your partner choose for you or you have your waiter choose for you or you just have someone at the next table if you're really adventurous you can have all your dietary restrictions i understand some of those are health conscious and some of those are necessary medically but it's about getting out there and exploring more if you just keep going and you look at the menu and you get the same thing every single time you go there you're missing out on a great opportunity to try something new. And when we do that exercise, I have them journal beforehand. How afraid of you are you about this exercise? Like, are you actually feeling this nervousness? Or are you like, oh man, I can't wait to see what happens. And then is your partner more afraid than you are? (laughs) Because they know you might be unhappy with what they choose. So these are fun adventures for people to try. You can try them with friends. So again, you have a community and support system, but it just starts getting you off of that autopilot and starting to read think every kind of little bit of your day that can reinvigorate your creativity so nikki when you
1: like how how do you know you've achieved some level of success with the chameleon mindset like what do you look for what's is it a self-evaluation of i was here now i'm here
2: uh what are people going to look forward to Yeah, we do a risk tolerance assessment and there's a free quiz that you guys can take as a part of the book. There's QR codes throughout the book so that everything is interactive. When you take that quiz, it'll give you a baseline of where your risk tolerance is. And then you'll take the quiz again as you get through parts of the book. And so you'll be able to actually gauge how you're moving along your own risk tolerance specific to the goal you're trying to achieve throughout these lessons. And you can go back and take it for a new goal, a new thing, a next time around. So it's a really great recycle, you know, and reuse. I love it.
1: I love it. So what's the age? I mean, just, you know, knowing uh, I've been a single mom, I know most of my uh, life I've had, you know, support here and there along the way with uh, partners, but what, um, what age is this for? Cause it seems like it's for a lot of Like you said, younger folks who are just starting to develop their habits and their schedules and routines in their life. Is that true? Or is this for older people?
2: It's going to be great because there's crossover references that a lot of different generations will appreciate. One of the things I especially try to do is bridge that generational gap of communication. So there are Easter eggs throughout the book that have pop culture references. They have uh, other types of social media references, but also kind of older references as well. And so I love classic movies. There is a whole thing about the AFI 100. So it's people that are going through transition. And yes, I am trying to focus on the next generation of leaders, but that generation can come from anybody. It doesn't necessarily, they can be young at heart, not just young in age.
1: I love it. So Nikki, tell us where we can get the book. Tell us a little bit about the launch
2: super excited for this next launch february 22nd we're going to have a virtual party can't wait to have everybody join us if you would like to learn more about the book you can go to chameleon forward slash laurel to learn more about all the fun and the book
1: and i know there are a bunch of bonuses for those who uh, get over there uh soon so when uh, tell us a little bit about the bonuses they're going to get
2: Yeah, can't have a book without bonuses. I wanted to make sure that, again, we're creating a community for you to do these exercises. And so if you get in now, there are two levels of bonuses where you'll get additional books, not only the book, but the interactive journal that you can go ahead and start documenting your hopes and your dreams and your goals. And if you get the big package of five books, I will also have one completely complimentary coaching session with you and give you a preview to my new online course. I love it. I love it. So
1: those of you that are out there, again, you can uh, wait and uh, just get on the February 22nd. uh, Yeah, sorry, cut that. So get on the February 22nd uh, event, I guess. So when you say it's an online event, they're just going to be buying the book throughout the day, making, helping uh, support you becoming an Amazon bestseller, correct?
2: Correct. And we'll be streaming live across multiple channels. Perfect. So do you want them to go to
1: chameleonmindset.com forward slash Laurel today, or do you want that buy and uh, that order on that day? So it supports your bestseller campaign. If they can do it on
2: that day, they'll get a bestseller price and we will be able to hit my goal for this new year. Perfect.
1: All right. So uh, we're going to make sure we air this in time and those of you who go out and get it. And uh, I want to just challenge those of you that out there, you know, get, four or five, you know, six of your friends and do this a little bit as a mastermind and an accountability group together. You'll have way more fun. Number one, way more success because you're holding each other accountable. So uh, click on the link below, go get the book and stay in touch with Nikki Green. I'm sure she's on every social channel like I am and uh, be well. We are mid February through in 2023. If you are going to hit your financial goals, you need to keep making adjustments. If the results aren't in your bank account today. So again, I love the, uh, author coach and speaker space. So congratulations on your book. And, uh, we're right out here cheering for you and, uh, supporting you to be a bestseller.
2: Thank you so much, Laurel. Really appreciate it.
1: Thank you. And all of you that are out there, we're back next Friday with another podcast. So, uh, stay tuned by then we, uh, We'll know if Nikki hit it or not, because uh, we're going to make sure we air this before the 22nd. So take care. Have a great day and uh, share this podcast with other people. Not only subscribe, click the notification button. So when my podcast comes live, it pings you and you are listening. Do it on a uh, workout, on a drive or however you want to listen to it. And also make sure you're subscribing to my YouTube channel. I know we're cross uh, marketing channels, but my YouTube channel, Laurel Lang, millionaire maker it's on fire. And if you want to learn financial literacy, be there, Nikki. Thank you for today, and all of you. We'll be back in touch next week.
0: Bye,
2: bye.
0: So- Thanks for listening to the Real Money Talks podcast. Your host has been Laurel Langmire, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View. And it may just be covered on a podcast episode. So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to get new episodes every week.